0: Okay, now we're up to part two of why didn't my products sell? And if, you're ever, if you've ever created a product and you're wondering, why didn't anyone buy it? Why don't people's products sell? But in particular, why didn't my products
1: sell? Okay, so Keith, the next piece of it. I have another question for you. How were you driving traffic to your product?
0: Mm, mm. It's a very key question. So, you know, you know, I'm a social media dude, Twitter dude in particular. So my piece of the traffic driving uh, funnel is that I use the social media components, predominantly the free model. So I would tweet about it. I would create content about it. I would do podcasts about it. And then all of those pieces of content would drive people back to the website it's a bit of a slow process. You've got a, a podcast which mentions the website. They click on the website which takes them to the website. So you, it's like a three-step model. You've recently mentioned that probably the most effective model is the pay-per-click model, which I've only recently started exploring. Is that where you're going with this or because right. I didn't do any of that?
1: Yeah. So so there's, again, this isn't one simple easy, um, easy question, right? So one of my social media programs that did over six figures, um, I did not run any paid traffic to it, not a single cent. Um, My business now, I run all paid traffic to it because the return on investment, basically right now, for every dollar that I put in, I'm getting $3 out. So if somebody said to you, Keith, you can walk up to this machine, you can put a buck in and get three out. Wouldn't you just keep putting a buck in over and over and mid-brainer. over? It's
0: just a mad briner. You'd
1: it? never end. Now, when I made that product, though, I will be honest. I was. It was much earlier in um, sort of my digital career. I had some trepidation both because of the platform and because this was something that was a little bit new for me. So I went a different route. You've got to go where the money is. The money is in paid traffic, and the money is in the list. Now, Mm -hmm. I didn't have a very big list, but I knew a lot of people that did. And I had people promoting me that were very, very big names in the industry where I was willing to give them a 50% commission because I would do a webinar with them, and then at the end have a soft sell that was very, very strategic and had a lot of psychological levers Mm -hmm. so that by the time we got to the end of the webinar, they were begging, begging to buy from me. Now, one of the the marketers who promoted me was shocked. I had a 52% closing rate on his webinar. He was absolutely shocked until I did a second webinar with somebody else and the closing rate was 58%. That's unheard of. Now, part Mm. of the reason for that is because it was a new platform. There was a lot of excitement around it. I had done some things that other marketers didn't do, really took it to the nth degree. But if you don't have a list and you are not paying for paid advertising, then where are people going to come from? If you say that you're great, and you send people to, to your offers. Well, of course you're going to say you're great. It's you. But you need yep. other people. You need third-party validation who are promoting you. But the biggest thing that's missing from that equation right there is that there was no event. There was no call to action. That's a very passive way to market. To just mm. be throwing stuff out on social media is very, very passive. There, there's no sense of urgency. Now, if you change that just a little bit and say, okay, we're doing a webinar on such and such day, you're going to walk away from the webinar with these three things, be there, be square. You teach those three things, and then at the end of it, give them a reason why they want to learn more from you. Now you've just taken your products, and you've taken them to a higher level they're I don't know. I, I go back to the movie with Kevin Costner um, where he says, if you build it, they will come.
0: Builder dreams. Yeah.
1: You know, that's not how marketing works. Just cause it's a you... bit of a
0: it's a bit of a faulty premise, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just because you built a great product in your mind does not mean that a anybody knows it exists or b anybody is even interested in that topic.
0: Well, let me just pull apart what you just said. There is so brilliant. You actually there was a three-step process there. One is you actually paid for traffic. You now advocate paying for traffic on a based on your new model one to three. Mm-hmm. You put one dollar in, three dollars comes back. That's the perfect model. Usually it's the reverse, and this is the thing that scares most of us about PPC. But it's a very, very, very robust model. You pay money to get traffic, and you offer is so good that you you know, that it sells. The second idea is that you have a list or you hang out with people that have a list. Yeah, that's a very big strategy. And third is you have an event, a webinar, which is usually 50%, 80% informational and then leading people towards an offer right at the end that is so irresistible, you you got a 58% close rate. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So between those three things, that's why my products didn't sell. Nope. I did do no, no we're not done yet.
1: No, oh, we're wow. not done yet. So you, wow. you didn't do the keyword research. You didn't have the right audience. You don't know if it's the right product. You didn't have any JVs promoting you. You didn't have enough of a list to go ahead and promote to. You didn't have an event that you were driving to, but we're just getting started. How were you driving monetization? Let's say that people had gone to it. What was the monetization? Was it a one-time sell? Did you have a back end? Did you have something that made it attractive to affiliates?
0: Yeah, actually, this is actually a very good question. I'll pull apart three different variations. ActorsTweet.com sold really, really well because – of a very good friend of mine, Emily Grace, and we did a series of webinars. We had the exclusivity piece and all of the pieces of the pie that you described were in place. And that's based on the fact that she had the insight that this product was needed. She had the audience that needed it. She ran an event and we went 50-50. Brilliant.
1: Mm. Uh, Was that the first one that you did?
0: Uh, Well, I don't think... No, not chronologically. Okay. So... Twitter for presenters, totally, I, I, almost exactly the same product, same product, virtually no marketing, no list. The person that I ran it with didn't do very much marketing. I didn't know how to do any marketing, so it failed, completely failed. I think we sold one copy total. I mean, I, and I'm happy to concede these numbers because when I'm sitting in Argentina, at angel halls sipping my margarita or whatever they drink there and i'm doing a little video saying see i made it and this is because of laura and remember that two years ago i was selling one copy of my product at a time she's a genius i'm doing this because i'm tracking it i know where i'm going and i want to i want to be able Mm -hmm. to, to benchmark it i had a product called twitter for performers designed for singers and, and bands and people on American Idol, I thought it was £10, it was in uh, London, I thought that was going to go off. I thought £10 for a little cutesy product about how to use Twitter if you've made it to American Idol, I thought that was a winner. Didn't work. I think we I made $66 in total, virtually none of the things you ha- talk about here were in place. None of, none of them. Didn't do a webinar, didn't have a list. The, the person who I did it with didn't have a list. We did virtually no marketing at all. But one product that I did do that seemed to have a lot of what you talked about and failed as well, and this is one I'm really interested to pull apart, twittertipsforbusiness.com, which is still a functioning product. We did a webinar. We seeded them right at the end. We gave them the uh, the 50% off by using a special code. We used all the language and we studied up and we did all the thing right. Still failed.
1: Okay. So explain that to me a little bit more though. Um, So you said you did the webinar. How many people were on the webinar?
0: Mm, I don't know. I can't remember. And
1: did you do one webinar or multiple webinars?
0: Well, one. We did one.
1: And were the people that were on the webinar, were they small business owners, solopreneurs? Who were they?
0: Yeah, I'm guessing they are mumpreneurs, solopreneurs, uh, Aussie entrepreneurs. Okay. I think that's
1: so. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a, a little twist on this. Your webinar can only be as good as your insight into the audience that you have. So, as an example, the webinars that I did for my social media product, um, I had different webinars based on who the audience was if they were solopreneurs they went into a different funnel if they were small to medium business owners they went into a different funnel if they were corporate they went into a different funnel if they were mompreneurs they had a different funnel if if you've got 10 people and all of those 10 people have a different type of business that they are trying to build and you treat them all the same you cannot be all things to all people. Yeah.
0: This is actually very, very important. So with uh, Emily, Emily Grace, ActorsTweet.com, very clear. It was, a, tw- it was a, a product for actors by an actor interviewing a Twitter dude. It was designed for actors. The questions were designed for actors and it sold like hotcakes and it was a glorious, uh, it was a glorious event, my, you know, my crowning achievement so far. Twitter tips for business was sort of generically based towards businesses of all kinds, Mm -hmm. sort of an all things for all people, and obviously was doomed to fail.
1: But let's go back to Twitter for Actors. Did you only do one webinar with Emily?
0: We did a series of, um, I think we did three in total. So the first one. But just with uh, Emily? Just with Emily. And where is
1: Emily based? Uh, LA. Okay. Do people still act today? Yeah. If they acted two years ago, they still act today, right? Yeah. Okay. Do people act in London? Yeah. Do they act in the in uh, Australia? Yeah. You've got a product that was a hit. Instead of leveraging that so it could be an even larger hit, Emily obviously knows people in the industry. Could Emily connect you with others where you say, Emily, I know that that this is going to come from other people's relationships. How about if I get 25%, you get 25%. We can still give 50% to the person who brings them on. You make a little bit of cash just for the introduction. I make some cash for having put together the, uh, the program, and they make cash for bringing people to the table.
0: That, that – I've actually thought of reinventing that, which is why I did Twitter for Performers, which was an audio version based in London, which was a variation of what you just said. But unfortunately, the person in London didn't have a list. Mm-hmm. So, so the, key, the key there is to find people who have a list. Which
1: is a perfect and, uh, segue into one last segment for today because that's the next thing that I have on my list.
0: Okay. Well, I'll come back to that because it sounds chunky and we are just about (laughs) run out of time. So we've got a three-parter now on why didn't my product sell. I'm going to come back in just a few minutes with part three.